You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Yo, just, I know we've done it a ton and actually Brittany talked to me privately and she's like, hey, can you do me a favor? And I said, yeah. And she's like, can you stop shouting me out? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I will. But shout out Brittany, bro. She's killing bro, it. Bro, you just broke your promise to her right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> My promises, dog. <laughs> no, but like, uh, she's been posting at least one video to TikTok a day for the last two weeks. Would you say? We already have 7,000 followers. <sighs> Which is more than any other platform we have. Oh my gosh, we've been pushing <laughs> and then, 3 a.m. Instagram for almost four years now, <laughs> and we don't even have four thousand. We dude. ain't done shit. Yeah, we ain't done shit. <laughs> and then, uh, bro, she chops up our content, and low key, I watch it, and I'm like, "We're funny. <laughs> this shit is funny, bro. <laughs> it's like this is a good podcast, man." Dude, I have like the opposite. I'm like honing in on myself. I'm like, "That why you look stupid." You laugh stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> like every time. Bro, if I tell you guys something, you promise to you promise to um heed my warning. Did we get another mac and cheese comment? <laughs> Macaroni and cheese no. review? No. But dude, people are haters. <laughs> <laughs> like went through the comments. People first of all, uh when I speak my goal or objective is to go for the best story every time at the sacrifice of maybe some stupid things called like the facts or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those are the stupid things. Like I'm not tied down to facts. That's so lame. I try to tell the best story. That's you know boring. Yeah. And so, but when I'm talking about like factual or historical things, people on TikTok like really want, you know, me to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so all the comments are like, this kid is stupid. <laughs> this kid does not know what he's talking about. This, you know, it's like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> but somewhat it's justified like, though, hey, when everyone else roasts that person for all, for being wrong, more wrong than, yeah. Yes. Someone, someone was like, I was talking about Alistair Crowley. Cause they were like, it's Crowley, not Crowley. Anyway, I was talking about Alistair Crowley and they're like, uh, actually, some bitch was like, actually. she was like, yeah, were you there? And then someone just hit her back with, were you? <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. When people like go to bat for us. Someone in chat just said, rule number one, don't read the comments. I know. Yeah, I'd never read comments. Uh, like Brittany and I have talked a lot about it recently and I think we're going to answer like the first two or three and then just let let the rest be, baby. <laughs> like, I see. If y'all hate, y'all hate. I see on TikTok people uh, reply to comments with a video sometimes. Mm -hmm. They'll, yeah. yeah. You can like straight oh. stitch. I'm just getting so, used to TikTok. Yeah. Download a week ago. I know. Welcome to hell, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, sent I DJ opened like the app today and there were, it was like 58 messages from Charlie. And I, I texted <laughs> and I was like, hold up. I got to watch 58 videos from you real quick. <laughs> Yeah. I was where like 14 minutes of me doing that. Was, <laughs> it was the second time I opened the app since I downloaded it a week ago. So that's why it accumulated so much. We're hoping we get some traction. I actually have seen on YouTube several comments where like, I found you from TikTok. Nice. And we got more followers on and Instagram gotten, from, I assume, because of TikTok. Me too. have to be related. So I'm going to track... I'm going to track the number downloads on our podcast podcast and see if we get a bump at all. But hopefully, do, hopefully we do, man. Hopefully gang yeah, yeah. all let's right get into it uh this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively <sighs> i have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am 
and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sean, start DJ, us off. Take it away, brother. I did last Sean, week. Sean, take it away, brother. <laughs> what up? This is the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is Sean. My name is My name is DJ. Charlie. And we're a couple of friends that just tell sometimes scary stories, sometimes funny stories, but just having a good time while we do it. So, and sometimes we get the facts right. <laughs> sometimes we do get the facts right. Yo, if you're a return listener, welcome back. If you're new, hello. It has been one year since Charlie spit in my mouth and I got the virus. Oh. Uh, and it was a big life event. And if you want to know the details about the event, you can go back and listen to the episode because it's because it's, it's quite hilarious. <laughs> Despite it being actually life-threatening True. and putting me in the ICU. But I was thinking about it today because it's been a year. Like, I got it on my Crazy, birthday. Bro. Oh, that's and right. My birthday was Tuesday. And Are you trying to say it's your birthday? Are you trying to tell us it's your birthday It right is now? part of it because I have a story with it. I have a story with it. But oh. no, seriously, I, I was reflecting on it. Happy birthday, Thank DJ. You. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Just because for it's weird because it happened on my birthday. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Don't do this to me. Only I can do this to me. <laughs> um, my family is really fun at gift giving. <laughs> uh, They're like, here's some soap. <laughs> so my brother, for the first time that I can remember, maybe I'm just an asshole and I can't, but I can't remember like, any time where he's given me a birthday gift and that's fine. So when he brought it out, I was like, Oh dude, don't like, I was excited. I was like, dope dude. And he hands it to me and I immediately know what it is. And I know it's expensive and it's a black case about yay big size of my head. It's a black case. And I open the, the clips, open the box. Lo and behold, it's a Glock. Ooh, nice. And uh, that's some why nice shit. Dude, <laughs> first of all, a handgun, that's expensive. Like shotguns are cheaper than handguns. And, and 22s are he- cheaper than handguns. <laughs> Obviously on the low end of shot and shotguns and 22s. But this is his first gift uh, from what I can remember ever to me. And he hands me the receipt. And I see the price. I was like, dude. This is a lot of money. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny because I'm not super into guns, but he was so excited to give it to me, and I was, I was happy to receive it. Don't know what I'm going to do with it, <laughs> but I opened it, and his name's Bubba, and he goes, yeah, I know you like to go to dark places. <laughs> and I look at him, <laughs> you mean like- and he's like, emotionally he, like for the podcast you guys check out like haunted places and i was okay. like oh yeah bro <laughs> and i was like to be just like, like sh- out here shooting a ghost <laughs> and i was like to be honest dude you're like you're right on both fronts you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. but me immediately was not thinking about the podcast <laughs> No. Yeah, I thought you were talking about emotionally. I, I was like, damn, he's trying to help. He's trying to, he's trying to assist, assist him. Oh yeah, he's like, gosh. I know we don't talk much. I just thought we'd like solidify that, you know? <laughs> just never talk again. He's like, no, up or shut again. up. <laughs> 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 damn, so far we've laughed about COVID and suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Death, dude. It's our trauma, trauma coping. So, so deal with it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I got for my birthday. <laughs> just a, a little, a little scare, you know. It's a tradition to just think about That's death dope. every year on my birthday. <laughs> now, yeah, I do the same Dude, thing. He really wants you packing. 
Honestly. He was really like, man, if you need a gun out there when you're ghost hunting. You do. Yeah. Like, fingerless gloves. <laughs> like, we need a Glock. But we do need fingerless gloves, too. I know. So. Well, it's funny because, yeah, I'm not into guns, like, at all. Like, I'll go shooting with my family. Just casually into guns. My, my family <laughs> likes to go shooting, so I'll, I'll go with them. I've never gone shooting by myself. I've never, sh- I don't, this is my first gun, you know? So now that I have it, I almost feel like I have to play into it more. I found this dude on Instagram, and maybe you can look him up. <laughs> GHG Hustle. GHG Hustle? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a fellow African American dude. And uh, he uh, he educates a community on guns. Oh my god! <laughs> and all his guns look like they're straight out of like level one hundred of a uh, San Andreas. Like, <laughs> and uh, bro, he looks like he's level one hundred. I know Andreas. it's so dope, he's dude. Yeah, he's got shit. like grills in all of his video. Um, and then all his guns are like gold plated, and he's so hood with it. I love it. So. I don't know. I might like yeah. max Dude. out my stats on my gun now. Oh, you just have to like to. play into it. Yeah. Dude, you're going to be like that other Hawaiian Keanu, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, Keanu after when he was like at the gun gun rally and he's just hitting like all those no. targets. Oh, uh, as you Keanu. Oh, Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, 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 dude. What other Hawaiian you know? <laughs> you're done. <laughs> um, like train. My homie Keanu. Training bro. for uh, John Wick. Which, by the way, yeah, the trailer for John Wick 4 came out. Just today. dropped, dude. Looks so fire. I'm in. Of course. Oh, my gosh. I thought that fool died in the last movie. No, dude. Something. You cannot kill John You cannot John kill Wick, the Baba Yaga, The Baba dude. Yaga. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Get the f- Kills here. you. Crazy. Well, I'm, I'm super glad I got to go with you to your birthday dinner <laughs> and stuff, TJ. <laughs> so, you're going you're gonna to bag on me for that? For the life that you chose? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I didn't choose the sickness. I just got down with it. Ooh. <laughs> I can't go out in public because baby girl might contract the cold. DJ's like, come to my dinner. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Twisted that way. I said, I know you have baby girl, so you're not coming to my dinner, right? <laughs> He's like, he already knew. Just, wanna make just sure. wanted to make sure. Get a head <laughs> yeah. count. Dude, speaking of death, did you hear about the creator of the Oculus? What? <gasps> I don't know it was the creative Oculus, but tell the me. The creator of the Oculus, the VR headset, just created a new one with a game where if you die in the game, you die in real life. What? Which is a real which is an actual episode of uh Black, Black Mirror? Mirror, dude. Wait, why oh, yeah, would anyone 100%. play it then? Dude, it just ups it, ups it, the it's, stakes. It's for the thrill. It's for the rush. Okay, but for real, actually, that's something you would that. see. Exactly, you just answer <laughs> yeah. your own question. You're the type of person. It who only took me ten seconds to be like, actually, all right, I'd do that. I would. What do we think? Cop, cop for, cop I mean, for the pod. Play how it on do Twitch. you die? How, how do you die? <laughs> Play it on Twitch. Throw it on the wish list, yeah. baby. Yeah. Does it say how? Yeah. How exactly are you dying? I saw a photo of it and it has like three prongs right here and they kind of look like that cow thing from uh, No Country from Old Man. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? How he puts the cow yeah. prod up to the head. It kind of looks it's like, like the three, right uh, what is it, from Predator? Oh, yeah, the three like lasers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. just... It, can, can this, is this like instantaneous though? Because if, if it is, then I f- that's chill. I don't want to like go I'd through imagine. pain as I die. That's crazy. I love, bro. What if it's just like Tetris or Pong or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> you may, you, like lose you lose your death. I love the progression, <laughs> yeah, dude. Adios. It's uh, cause what was what was the first like real thing? Do you remember Game Shark? In, what about Game Shark? Sixty four Game Shark Rumble yeah, Pack. I, I do you not. put the Rumble Pack in, and your it's like the first time your handle would shake. Nintendo sixty four. That was probably like the first. Of like thing of reality, like first vibrating. Oh feedback. yeah, haptic feedback. Like I shoot a gun and yeah. I feel the gun shoot in the controller. Or in Ocarina of Time, if you walked over like a hidden treasure, it would shake. Oh, oh, I got <laughs> And then after that, I, I don't remember know. when I was like, like uh, nine and playing Pokemon on my Game Boy, I uh, would like fill up the tub and like put on snorkels and put my Game Boy in a Ziploc bag and play underwater. That's kind of similar, <laughs> right? That's the same thing, right? You're lying, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. You did that? that. <laughs> That's the riskiest shit I've ever heard no, in my dude, life. Dude, double bag. Double bag that. 
That's the most Hawaiian Game thing I've Boy ever Color. Heard. You have to play Game Boy Color underwater. Area. Catch me in Cinnabar <laughs> Island, my guy. <laughs> Catching the missing you number. You were the Ariel before the Ariel. Yeah, but with VR, I feel like the first introduction to like actual real life stuff is when there was like VR porn. Sex. 100%. Right? That's like, that pushed VR really fast, really hard. If you ever want something done, just turn it into porn. Yeah. Yeah, the porn industry took it really to so yeah, so they, first was they pushed it really first far. was sex, second now we have death. death. What's next for VR? Yeah, what is next? Actually, they've talked about trying to recreate like uh, drug experiences so hard that your brain actually thinks you're experiencing like dimethyltryptamine or like psilocybin and stuff That's wild. which by the way they just uh they just voted to legalize in Cal- or colorado dude, i seen that colorado magic magic the spearhead dude so we might have to do a tour let's do a live <laughs> show in colorado <laughs> so drugs bring the glock Drug- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for what take the spot <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's so funny i have a gun because it's like i don't feel like i need to protect myself in like where I'm in Utah, there's no danger anywhere, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I've never felt in danger here. Yeah. Never like I'm not like in southern Chicago, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so drugs is the next thing. Probably. Birth. Death is way more, like, absolute is like than drugs. 100. Anything else is, like, yeah, below yeah. 100. So it's kind of boring at that huh. point. It's definitely a gimmick, right? Yeah. So death is the end, then. That's Ooh, what it is after. Death is only the beginning. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a step in our journey that all you of us ne- must take. You never seen the mummy? <laughs> yeah. Fire. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? Uh, anything else we see in the world? Uh, let's see. Nope. Someone else in the comments is like, uh, y'all should just tell stories. You're not celebrities. No one cares about your life. And I was just like, bro, we do not do this podcast for anyone else. <laughs> we do this for us. <laughs> So uh, uh, that shit kind of hurted, though. <laughs> yeah, no. you were not, it's like you were not celebrities. It's like, bitch, I know. <laughs> what the f- who else is on this app? You know, <laughs> yeah. Everyone else puts themselves out there. Dude, someone criticized us. They were like, because I was telling the story. We and just they said, were don't like, read the comments, the and you're guy? telling us all the comments. <laughs> I'm telling you all the comments. They were like, uh, the, so I was telling a story. You guys are listening, and they were like, what do the other guys even do? <laughs> It's like, you just want like all three of us to talk at the same time. You know what I'm saying? That's valid, yeah. It's so stupid. I kind of ask myself that same question though. (laughs) It's so so dumb. On that note, should we get into it? I say so, bro. Uh, uh, So someone in the the chat does bring up a good point. It's like, uh, we have like, we've talked about this behind the scenes for so long. We've talked about cutting banter, just doing stories. We've talked about just doing stories. No banter. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we get about 50-50 feedback. Like half the people are like, I, I literally turn it off when you guys start telling stories. And then half the people are like, I literally don't listen to the banter and fast forward to the stories. So You can't please everybody. Teach their own. Well, like we're the not country. trying to, exactly, to be honest, dude. we're not like, we're not trying to please anybody. That's except, true. We don't give a f- <laughs> Just trying to have a good time our, I, like, I between ourselves. <laughs> You know, I was telling him earlier, I literally don't. So he's unhinged. <laughs> I know. On a scale, I would say on a scale of like who cares the least and most, it's like Sean is way over here, doesn't care at all. <laughs> and then I care. I think DJ and I care pretty similarly. I think we interchange. But yeah, it's like our litmus for this show is like what makes us have fun. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> What brings us joy? So the banter's part of that. that does you too. We also don't owe exactly. anybody an explanation. That's true. I'm gonna say that right after we explained ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, let's do let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, homies. Uh, tonight we're covering. Don't tell us an Just urban legend. So, um, let's start with a one Raymond Morris, real human, 1967. We're in England. Raymond Morris. Good day. Long story short, sent to prison until the end of his days where he passed away in prison in 2014. So he was in there for quick maths, 50 years about. And what he was sent to prison for was the murder of three young girls, ages five, six, and seven. 
Uh, one of them he assaulted and murdered, and the other two he just murdered. All, I believe, by strangulation. All of this happened. What's this fool's name? Uh, Raymond Morris. Raymond Morris. Effort. And it happened in a, a town called Cannock Chase in England. So it's around Birmingham, which is like central England. So Cannock Chase, after this happened, people started seeing things. Uh, an account of a woman in the forest where I think these murders happened came across a girl crying in the woods. She approaches the girl. The girl removes her hands from her face, and she sees two fully black eyes. The girl runs into the forest, disappears. A search is done. They can't find her anywhere. This lady, this woman who had this account in the woods, uh, had a nephew who wrote about this experience and similar experiences in a book called UFOs, Werewolves, and the Pigman. So the name of this man, uh, the author of this book is Lee Brickley. So Lee Brickley, after writing this book, started to become the talk of the town. All the tabloids uh, had to do with the stories from his book, uh, specifically these black-eyed children or black-eyed kids. Uh, the first instance of this happening in modern days in the 2000s was a woman that he spoke with also in the Canic Chase area who was chasing crying through the fog at night with her daughter. They couldn't locate the source of the crying, but as they got closer to, to it, out of the fog was revealed a little girl. She's talking to the little girl. Are you okay? What's going on? Can we help you? She too removes her hands from her face. And you see two big black eyes. Startles this woman. She turns to her daughter, pulls her daughter closer to her and looks back. And where the girl was previously standing, she was no longer there. So this was something that happened in the 2000s, more recent that he wrote about in his book and tabloids in England were talking about it for a pretty long time. It was a, it was a big sensation phenomenon and it was ramping up. His book kind of started this like mass hysteria for what we know as BEKs or black eyed kids, but he wasn't the first one that they heard it from. Historically, his aunt was the first we have like on record allegedly, uh, but the first one was actually, before we knew about Lee Brickley, before he wrote his book, the first one was from a man named Brian Bethel, and that one happened actually in Texas. Bro, weird stuff be happening in Texas. He's the one who uh, was just going to a movie theater one yeah. night, right? Yeah. So basically, Brian Bethel, just he's going to see a movie one night, and he pulls up next to the movie theater He's about ready to get out of his car when he looks over and there's this light knocking on the window, on the driver's side window. And he looks over and there's these two children standing right outside his door. And he described them as having an olive complexion. Mm -hmm. And both of them with big black eyes. And then what the older of the two or the taller of the two was like, can you give us a ride? Our mom didn't give us money for the movie. We need to get home. It'll be quick. And first of all, my thought is, okay, this could be a good salesman because it'll be quick, overcoming objections before they happen. <laughs> my second thought was, don't open the goddamn door. Yeah. Our boy did not open the door. He sits there looking, probably a little bit terrified, all the same. And then the older of the two, a little bit louder this time, says, we can't come in unless you say we can. And our boy squeals out of where he's freaking parked and disappears, never to see these black-eyed kids again. And he looks back and classic, they're not where they were, in an empty parking lot. Ooh. So 
historically, these are like the main accounts that built up the urban legend that are BEKs. Do you know anything else about them, Charles? Not off the top. I mean, I know like tidbits here and there, but I bet you're going to cover them. So yeah, from there, uh, there was like a ton of notoriety built off of BEKs. I said it started with the tabloids, but it started getting into like internet forums, fan fiction, uh, productions, like films, and uh, even like comics, all surrounding this one topic. And all of this happened within the last 10, 15 years. So it was pretty rapid. I I would say like BKs take up like a good chunk of creepy pastas and the whole genre, I guess, of creepy pastas, right? So mm. it caught by storm. It was like happened in the same time as uh, like Slender Man, uh, the Rake, even the Goat Man, kind of. As far as like, I mean, all of these are creepy pastas, right? Looking through, I was reading some of the comics and. Uh, uh, watch like clips from some of these films. Some of them are Sunshine Girl and The Hunt for Black-Eyed Kids. There's The Black-Eyed Children, the black the sequel, The Black-Eyed Children Let Me In, which are the films. And then the comic, B-E-K, talks about how they're regular children uh, that turn into black-eyed kids if they accomplish the task of murdering their family. So that's how like BEK started getting into pop culture. Now, the origins. There's a lot of talk online about where like these actually came from. If they stem from other parts of paranormal topics. So working in order of least likely to most likely, we're starting with one, demons. So black-eyed children or black-eyed kids come from demons and this started because one the assumption of a one Annalise Michael who is also known as Emily Rose and her exorcism and repeatedly in her exorcisms she would have black eyes like I said this is like the least likely connection it's a very loose uh, line to draw between black eyed kids and like demonic type stuff but the constant occurrent occurrence of her eyes like turning all black is kind of like the only main thing. The only other thing is that black-eyed kids always have to be invited in. Similarly to like demons, we talk a lot about like invitations. Even just talking about them can be an invitation of sorts for them to creep in, possess, whatever. So... That's one. Demon. Second is actually vampires. So there's a few different parallels drawn between vampires and black high kids. Uh, the first one is the same as demons is uh, the invitation. Um, there's a lot of cases in history where vampires had to be invited into somebody's house. It wasn't always the case, but it's shown up a few times in historic texts. The other one is them operating at nighttime. Vampires always moved in the night, same as black-eyed kids, almost always uh, working in the late hours. And then the last line drawn from BEKs coming from vampires are allegedly like vampires survive off of humans, specifically like human blood. Black-eyed children don't survive off of human blood, but... They're always needing something from humans. I guess you could say the same with demons, like needing uh, that invitation to possess a body or something like that. But that's the vampires. The last and final one uh, for origins are aliens. And this comes from an actual story, which is my favorite one that I've read while researching BEKs. And it takes place in Vermont. Uh, This happened in the 2000s where a woman wakes up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom or for whatever reason, she sees, they live in rural Vermont. She looks outside her window. It's winter. There's snow on the ground. She can see little footprints in the snow outside their house. They don't have any children. She thinks it's strange and they're 
like multiple tracks going like around the house and she can see while she's like observing through the window outside she hears a knock at the front door and she looks she can see two kids outside she goes and gets her husband her husband answers the door at this time before like the phenomenon it makes sense to open the door to two kids outside in the freezing cold yeah yeah but they don't feel good about it they're they're cautious uh so they approach it cautiously and they open the door they say where's your parents <laughs> and they speak in a monotone voice in an almost robotic cadence they say they'll be here soon They'll be here soon. They'll be here soon. <laughs> so trying to reason with these kids, find information, it's cold, and you have no previous, like, besides, like, the premonitions they had, they had no, like, other information on anything of this sort, right? So they let them in oh, to no. the house. Said, you can chill here till your parents are here. When they enter the house, this woman recounts about how the whole like mood in the house changed. They have a cat, starts acting skittish, starts hissing. She went down to pet her cat, who has always been very friendly. Cat freaks out, tries to swipe at her. So she decides to go and make some tea or some hot chocolate um, for everybody. After she does that, she comes back from the kitchen, the mugs, and during that time, husband is like trying to have some small talk with the kids and I guess entertain them since they are guests. When she comes back, her husband turns to her and says, I'm feeling incredibly dizzy. What do we do? She says, well, let's take care of these kids and then take care of you. She gives him the hot chocolate. And when she goes to the kids to give them their hot chocolate, it's for the first time she notices that they both have big black eyes, void of any white. She kind of like, it startles her, but she like sets the mugs down. She turns back to her husband. When the kids ask, I don't know if they ask or if they just say, we're going to use the bathroom and they march off to the bathroom. Uh, as if like they knew exactly where it was. While they're in the bathroom, they're talking about how strange it is. She's like, did you see their eyes? And as they're talking about it, uh, her husband starts to get a crazy nosebleed. As he gets a nosebleed, everything just kind of happens one after the other. Everything's compounding. The power goes out. Oh boy. <laughs> they're in rural Vermont. And... They see the two kids, their silhouettes, inside the house. And it's silent, and it's broken by their voice, and they say, our parents are here. Oh, no. So these kids, in the dark, walk towards them, walk past them, and to the front door. They open the front door, and through the door, they see a light shining in. They walk towards the light and they like follow the kids and they can see it's a car in the driveway and their headlights pointed towards the door. And as they approach the car, out comes two men, well over six feet tall, in suits, open the doors, the kids get in, the two men get in, and they drive off. So this sparked the conspiracy that is pretty common when you see uh, like discussions online regarding BEKs and their origins, that they're linked not just to aliens, but men in black. Furthermore, even offspring of the men in black, which we've covered before. So the offspring bit, I don't know exactly where that comes from. If there's like some lady involved and they just loved each other and created <laughs> the black eyed kids, but um I don't I didn't know if it was like a I didn't know if it was like an offspring offspring or like a project of theirs, you know? Oh. That they developed. That's valid. 
it does it didn't end there unfortunately which seems uh like a similar occurrence to all like black eyed kid stories was that if you do let them in nothing happens immediately bad things happen over time so within the uh succeeding months every single one of their pets their cat had either disappeared or died suddenly that's sad wife uh was constantly getting dizzy spells and nosebleeds and most tragically husband contracted like a rare form of skin cancer that the doctors could not trace like where it came from like it was it didn't run in the family it wasn't hereditary anything like that so i'm not sure if he survived after that that was kind of the last of it but all of that happened within 2 or 3 months after the visitation of the black-eyed kids that's pretty quick after too yeah like everything started spiraling downwards after that so that was the origins i had never up until this point like we've had stories here and there about black-eyed kids but i've never heard about the origins especially like the connection to to men in black looking further mysterious universe I think did an episode on black eye I mean they had to have I feel like they covered everything under the sun in this universe yeah. and there's a book I want to say they had a story from Utah on black eyed kids what that's wild there's a book that and I don't know the name of the dude who wrote the book Ren maybe you can look it up yeah, if you search like black eyed kids Nick Redfern <laughs> probably black eyed kids men in black book <laughs> but there's a whole book written on specifically that and i wish i had i only found that like a few hours ago so i wish i knew about it sooner david whitley that sounds that sounds familiar david weatherly david yeah. weatherly is black what it is black eyed children revised second edition yeah yeah david weatherly wrote a book entirely on this okay but that picture is kind of a little creepy yeah on the book What else does it say about it? Is there like a synopsis at all? The classic study of BEKs is back in revised second edition with an additional chapter from Brian Bethel reflecting on his encounter from the cover. That's the Strange that's the movie theater dude around the world. Brian Bethel. Yep. Strange Strange children are appearing around the world attired in old-fashioned clothing. Their skin is pale and their mannerisms awkward. Their uh, most startling trait, however, is their solid black eyes. They are knocking on doors and rapping on windows. Their voices are monotone and demanding, uh, and they have one simple request: they want to come in. You, uh, <laughs> I don't like. That. Don't like that. <laughs> This is David Weatherly. Dude, that's aggressive, dog. Yeah. Oh Dude, hell no! Yeah. Why no he look like the kind of person that's gonna write? <laughs> Dude, David Weatherly. Uh, I mean, that it won't pick it up I can bigger. See. I can yeah, see. The, I'm gonna screenshot this and add this guy looks like Channel Five News, where they like pick up pick up women in Vegas. You know what I'm talking about? Dude, and look at the first sentence: David Weatherly is a Renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like a steampunk punk, yeah. <laughs> like a reject from the steampunk steampunk community. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> I trust him. Oh yeah, he knows. Uh, that wasn't the only book he wrote, if I remember correctly. There's a couple. black-eyed kids hmm. so gotta access that for for more content going into this i i knew it was an urban legend i was curious if black-eyed kids had any other origins any other cultures around the world it just yeah. sounds like the uk and america is affected by black-eyed kids uh they're a first world problem Yeah, I wanted to know if there's any other legends in like Asia or the Middle East with something similar and the only thing I could find was just like possessions and like eyes turning black and in possessions and that was seemed more of like a stretch rather than something close to the to the topic at hand. Same same but different. Yeah, so because it's a new newer newer topic I, uh, there's not a ton of information on it apparently this guy wrote a book wrote few books on it so 
Obviously, I'm missing something, but it's not as deeply rooted as I was hoping for it to be from what I could find and from what the wonderful research team has provided. A lot of the resources today were provided by the research team. So shout outs to them. Uh, Pretty short. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Not (laughs) the most exciting. Quality content uh, nonetheless. But yeah. Yeah. Those are the Black Eyed Kids. Everything that we could find on it hell yeah dude. be careful out there i know that's my sign off but like also be careful uh, out there Charlie you know like, <laughs> Charles like get me the f- yeah. out of here. don't let the kids in let them stay out in the cold dude. it's all their own damn fault that they're out in the cold dj has nothing to be worried about with his new glock baby yeah. <laughs> uh the as i was listening to this the only thing you're right I'm racking my brain trying to think of any other cultures or anything that have stories that are similar to this. And the only thing I can think of comes to us from England. So it's not even like (laughs) another culture. But do you guys remember the green children? I covered it probably like two years ago. Green children. The green children. sounds vague. From England? Yes. The the singer of the gorillas is some decrepit green dude. If you look, his name's Murdoch. (laughs) M-U-R-D-O-C. Yeah. Same, yeah, same. Probably same, that. Same, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. I do remember this, actually. Yeah. The ones I that live in caves like, or whatever. Yes, dude. So I talked about it a long time ago. It's on an old episode. If you want to hear the whole story, go listen to it. But these two kids like come out of the freaking forest and like this family like raises them. They're green. They talk about they come from under the ground. They live in the civilization and one of them dies get sick because like they don't have access to the same type of foods and stuff and then slowly over time i think the girl stops being green and kind of acclimates to the outside world but yeah uh that specifically with black-eyed kids it makes me almost wonder if they're working with the men in black have you ever heard the theory about grays being basically like uh bio drones no but that makes sense. What I mean, bio drones expand. What I, so what I mean by that is like they're not necessarily like sentient beings, but they are like robots, um, basically. Yeah, robots, but like like organic made out of robots. Mm-hmm. Yes, made out of like yeah, organic matter. Terminators. Um, that kind of like mm. go and do things, do tasks for like the higher level aliens. Have you, so have you ever come across anything like that? No. But tell us more. So yeah, that's like a th- that's like a theory on greys that they like either are sort of like drone drones for like reptilians or Lumerians, just or, doing the bidding of someone higher at work. Yes, and so when you talked about the black eyed kids being paired with Men in Black, that's like the first thing that kind of came to my mind is maybe that's like a test run of uh you know, them trying to blend in with like a new program of, of uh, drones or something, you know? Yeah, because be. uh, BKs don't have like a strong MO. They just like... No, it's pretty ambiguous. It's super ambiguous. Like they, they, if you let them in, people get sick and that's it. Like they've like, I don't think there's any uh, stories from all of these accounts where they've like kidnapped people or even murdered people. It's just been like... Yeah misfortune and bad luck and sickness yeah which sucks but it's like it seems pretty dead end on a short road you know if it was by design why would they give them black eyes it seems pretty obvious damn sean that's a good question (laughs) not that yeah like why not just give these just give them some real eyes (laughs) True. It is interesting that they're not allowed to come in um, unless being granted permission, which, yeah, that feels way more supernatural, as someone in, in uh, chat just said. Uh, we talked about it being like with voodoo or vampires it's or demons. Yeah, it's like there is a very clear, like, cosmic rule of permission. <laughs> and uh, give, giving permission gives all the power. So it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just another... Uh, like conduit of the supernatural (laughs) like another because here's the thing i don't know there's a level of trickery to it because it's like you're embodying something that would fool the normal person which is like children Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying 
I don't know. So yeah, that that's pretty creepy. And it's kind of effed up if it is just a made up, uh, what's it called? Uh, creepy pasta. It's pretty effed up to make it up about this because, like, in the future, if you're driving down a dark road and there is a kid who needs help, it's like everyone's just bye. Gonna, yes. I'm not stopping. Yeah, yeah. See, ya. children of the corn, dude. What's funny? Because looking yes. into this topic, uh, the, the journalist who covered some of these things switches the gears a little bit and talks about how in history there is like a big cultural shift with children where. Since the beginning of time, children were almost more utility than anything else. Help on the farm. We need to have more of them. You know, like help on the farm, help the family survive. Child labor. Pretty much. And then it switched from, and I wrote it down, they said from like socially insignificant to more like economic viability and like hopeful possibility and vulnerability, like giving them education and like trying to teach them like philosophies, even on a simple basic level, you're going to be the future leaders of this world. And with that like change in, and they said it happened like the industrial revolution was like the big shift happened. After that came more emphasis on kids and they got more of a spotlight in entertainment. More stories were done about them. More resources were uh, like there was way more catering for for kids just overall and then when it comes into entertainment we have kids even dolls like chucky and then like emily rose and then here in modern day with like black eyed kids so Mm. what i'm saying is maybe we put them back in the sweatshop (laughs) avoid the problem altogether far too long solver yeah the younglings that is the answer yeah Okay, DJ's Glock to your guys' head. You guys get a knock at the door, and it is a kid who's distressed needing help. Absolutely not. Depends on what kind of help and if they're going to give me money. (laughs) Like, I have two nickels, sir. Uh, You got two nickels worth of help. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that's effed. It's hard though, dude. I don't. I don't know. Is it really? But really though, because like, really? there have been people that like die? will hide outside your door with like the sound of a baby crying to get you to come out. Now we got black-eyed kids, which supernatural or not, still creepy and gives you another reason to distrust things that should otherwise be totally fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, black-eyed kids, bro. It's a psyop. It's a psyop to divide us. That's my take. <laughs> Just kidding. You're right. <laughs> A moral, a true moral dilemma. (laughs) I say we get that book, and DJ, you should listen to it. And if there's anything crazy to add, yeah, we come back to this. But, but I feel pretty satiated as far as BEKs go. No, same. (laughs) Cool, dope. Quick ep tonight. Anything else, brethren? No, that's it from me. All right. I love you all. Everyone, if you have stories, I think next week we're going to do a listener sub episode. Oh, dope. So go through our emails, go through our IGs, and everyone grab one. I have a couple I can dish out. Okay, yeah. There's a couple I need to revisit too. Like there's, I need to hit up that that Mexican lady who was like, every time we talk about my mom, she knows. (gasps) That's right. I forgot about that. Remember? Oh she gosh. said, from the day yeah, I was I have... born, my grandma and my mom were battling for my soul, my for the soul. rights to my soul. I totally forgot yeah. that. Dude. And then she told If she does respond, let's make that the whole there was, there was <laughs> that a way. Because there were way more crazy stories after I shared the first few crazy stories. And the day we were supposed to record, she was like, can you please not Don't share it. at least for a little while? So. Oof. Yeah. I remember you sitting at your desk at work just freaking the hell out. And I was like, (laughs) I want to know so bad. So I got to dig for that again. Cool. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I have all these little like uh, all these little threads out there of like people, uh, you know, tracking down shit. I got to go like re re look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, tonight was fun. I appreciate it. I think I'm going to try to uh, stream some games in the next week or so. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't know. Some free time. It's been a long time since I've streamed. Cool. so busy yeah but be fun do it cool. anyway guys we just dropped our new episode the warrens part two go download and listen send in your stories check out our patreon at 3 a.m 
the3ampod.com or some shit. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we appreciate all of you. DJ, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. And with that, bye, love you. Trust your goat, watch your back. Be careful out there. Thank you to everyone, the listeners, Brittany, research team, Ren. Your adios. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the3am pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing Podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal.